You're listening to The First Gen Coach. I'm your host, Carla Santamaria, a civic engagement professional turned mindset and career coach. As a first-gen immigrant, college grad, and corporate professional, I have experienced firsthand the many struggles and challenges that first-gen professional Latinas and women of color often face when navigating unfamiliar and unfriendly corporate environments. In this podcast, I will share insights for career success and will feature inspiring and successful first-gen women to share their journey and their stories. If you're ready to tap into a growing community of first-gen professionals, you've come to the right place. Hello, first-gen friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is part three of our Getting a Job When You Don't Know Where to Start series. This is the third and final episode in the series. So remember to listen to part one and part two so that you can take action on it. And by the time that you are in part three, you have a very specific path that you have chosen and that you can stick to it. Um, If you do know where to begin in your job search and you're kind of just, you know, looking for your next step, uh, then I also encourage you to, to take a listen to it, but act on and act on this specific episode, which is all about choosing one job title and sticking with it. Like, let's say that you are getting ready to go to your next role and maybe you're looking for program manager roles or project coordinator roles or even senior project coordinator roles. Or maybe you're looking for, you know, like chief of staff or executive assistant. Like if you are all over the place, you're going to have an extremely hard time finding a job. And that's what this episode is all about. So definitely give it a listen, share it with a friend who is maybe having a hard time finding a job and they're not really, and maybe they're not really sure why, maybe you're not really sure why. And if you've taken anything out of this episode or any episode that you you have listened to, it would mean so, so much to me if you could take a screenshot and share it on your stories, share it on social, share wherever you hang out on social media, text it to a friend, text it on your group chat. This is how podcasts grow. And this is how you can play a role in helping other first-gen professionals level up in their career and get a high paying job by job hopping their way to six figures without making their whole life about work because we don't dream of labor over here. And last thing that I want to say before we get into the show is that I really want to encourage you to get on my email list. Next week, I have a super exciting announcement coming up and I'm going to be sending that information to my email list first. So if you want to be the first to know, sign up on my email list. You can actually download my freebie. Uh, I have two freebies. I have a free resume template and guide that is in the show notes. Um, I also have a freebie on how to leverage LinkedIn, also known as how to use LinkedIn without being a total creep. Yeah, you can definitely get that free training at thefirstgencoach.com slash free training. All of those links are in the show notes. So not only are you going to get a lot of value from both this free training and this resume template and guide, but you're going to be the first to know when I make a really exciting announcement next week. All right. See you next time. Let's get into the show.
Getting a job when you don't know where to start, part three. Hi, everyone. I'm Carla Santa Maria. I am a career and mindset coach. I help first-gen professionals and women of color job hop their way to six figures. And today is part three of how to get a job when you don't know where to start. Now, as a quick recap, if you are new here, um, part one, well, if you're new here, Welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, I have been doing this series this week because it's very, very common that I hear people telling me who are transitioning careers, um, I want to get a new job. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't even know what keywords to look for. And this happens usually when you are a first-gen professional or when you're like transitioning careers or when you are making any sort of pivot or like, you know, that, like that, that plan that you had for some reason is not working anymore and you want to pivot. And you're just like, where do I even begin? So this is why I put together this series. This is part three. The So the first part and the second part are already um, live on Instagram. So you can just watch the, the first two videos. I definitely, definitely recommend you start there. So a quick recap, recap of part one is figuring out where you're good at. So if you don't even know where to begin in your job search, start with what you're good at. That's the first part. Second part is, Find out what kind of jobs I'll pay you to do that. Like it's literally um, just like when you put it in those terms and when you think about like what you've done in your career and in your passion projects and even like outside of work, you're going to start to see these common themes. So in part one, I show you how you can figure out what you're good at and how you can find out what jobs will pay you to do that. So then in part two, um, I is um, I part two is all about exploring those jobs and finding out what it's really, really like. So um, I definitely, again, recommend uh, part one and part two. Now let's get to part three, which is pick a job title and stick to it. Now in part two, I showed you how to have a coffee chat or an informational interview with someone in the field that you are thinking of transitioning into. So you had, um, and you know, if you follow the steps, you were talking to people in three different fields and you were talking to like at least five people in those roles and asking them questions about what the job is like, about what they do at the day-to-day -day basis, about how, you know, like what advice do they have? Like what's the pay like? What's um, the, what are the transferable skills needed to succeed in that role? What are the career ladders? All of that is so that you get a very clear understanding of what it means to have a job in that field. Now, step three is pick a job title and stick to it. This is extremely important um, because you have to pick one job title. When I transitioned from higher ed to, to tech, I... I, so like, I knew that I wanted, let's see, like I wanted to be a DEI program manager in a tech company. And I told everyone that I was talking to, I want to be a DEI uh, program manager in a tech company. I had no idea how many tech companies were out there. I had no idea what kind of tech companies were out there. I had no idea. Like, I honestly had no idea what that even meant to like be a DEI program manager at a tech company. Like I, I obviously learned that through those um, informational interviews that I was having. Like I actually remember somebody asked me, so what kind of tech company are you looking for? And I literally answered um, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Like 
the major, the FANG companies, um, like the, I, those are the only five tech companies that I could even think about. Like, obviously there's like so many more out there and there's so diff like so many different kinds, but I had no idea, but you know what? I ended up working, you know, at a tech company that I actually had like, had never even heard of. But I knew what I was looking for. I knew that I wanted to be a DEI program manager at a tech company. And then my job title now is DEI program manager at a tech company. And the reason that this is important is that it calms down all the other noise. If you're transitioning fields, like there's so many different things that you could do because you are this like multi-passionate, multi-talented individual that could never be contained to one single job title. But if you want to succeed and if you want to get a job and if you want to increase your income, your best bet is to pick one job title and stick to it. Um, there's this quote that I talked about, uh, that I shared recently. It's by Paulo Coelho. He says, if you have to, let me see, like, basically he talks about like, you have to choose one path if you try to, yeah, choosing one path means abandoning all others. If you try to choose all paths, you will end up following none. So that's what the quote is. And it is so, so relevant when you're looking for a job, because if you're not, if you're, if you're not choosing one path, if you're not choosing one job title, you are going to burn yourself out. You're going to be, you're going to have like so much mind drama that you're going to give up. You're going to feel unmotivated. It's going to be like six, seven months, a year, and you're still not, you know, not making progress in your job search because you haven't narrowed down to the one job title that you are um, interested in. And so here's what, you, you know, so like in terms of like picking a job title and sticking to it, um, you know, like, you know, choosing one path means abandoning all others. So once again, remember that you cannot be applying because every, you cannot be applying to all these different roles because every type of role that you're applying to is like its own job search. So do you want to be on like four or five different job searches? I mean, think about like in college when they made you choose a major. So if you're majoring in like, you know, biology, you have to take the courses for biology. If you're majoring in law or like political science, you have to take the courses for law. You could double major, but it's a crap ton more work, you know, um, but there is a specific like trajectory and it's very, very similar with job searching. If you want to be, you know, like my example, a DEI program manager in a tech company, then that's what you, you know, like you need to, uh, Como se llama? You need to be um, in that path. And I talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm choosing between this type of role and this type of role. And I, actually, an example I share a lot is like social media coordinator or like event specialist. Um, and the reason that I use those, because I mean, yes, it does take like a lot of, they, they do have a lot of different transferable skills. Um, and there is a lot of like commonality, but they're completely different in terms of like what you need to showcase in your resume. And so this is why you want to just pick one because every single type of job that you're applying to is its own job search. So think of a job title, like a major in college, you know, like every call, every, uh, 
like every job title, it's like its own track. It has its own set of requirements. It has its own set of things. And you just want to be focusing on one, not on a whole bunch of other ones. Um, so I'll give you another example, especially if you're transitioning from the public sector and into the private sector or from higher ed. Um, there's, let's see, there's a lot of like social impact jobs. Um, and social impact is like the rebranded corporate social responsibility, like some old school offices, you know, like, and the corporations still have like an office of corporate social responsibility. Basically, like it's what they do to feel good about themselves for like screwing over the working place, the working man oh, or the worker. There we go. Um, I think about like Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola has like a huge corporate social responsibility um, office, but also Coca-Cola is like poisoning our water and like causing the obesity epidemic and, um, you know, like responsible for like so much pollution and not just in their plants, but like all of their single use plastics. Um, but guess what? Then they have this really great corporate social responsibility office where they get to, you know, feel good about themselves. But I digress. Uh, the reason that I wanted this little mini rant of social corporate social responsibility is, you know, like now it's called like social impact. And especially like in the wake of the murders of, you know, like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, like a lot of companies were like, oh my God, like we have social impact and we have like racial equity and all of this falls within, um, within like the transferable skills that many folks leaving the private sector, I mean, coming into the private sector from the social sector um, can have. And yet you still want to be very, very, very clear on what it is that you're applying to. Like, are you applying to be, you know, like to work in like a racial equity office? Are you applying to work in like a nonprofit liaison office? Are you applying to work in a, um, environmental and social governance office, like all of these things kind of fall within social impact, but all of them require their own individual skill sets. And basically like your resume has to be tailored to each one. You can't just have like a social impact resume that talks a little bit about racial equity and talks a little bit about ESG and talks a little bit about, you know, like DEI I mean, you can, but what you're showing to someone is that like, oh yeah, this person, I guess they do like a lot of different things, but I really need someone who is like really focused on X, Y, Z. So when you are deciding on a job title and sticking to it, the first thing that you want to do is make sure that your resume matches the job title that you are looking for, all right? Because you already have those transferable skills. We started with, like we started this process, part one is figure out what you're good at. Like, I know you already have those transferable skills. You know you already have those transferable skills. This part is where you communicate that in your resume. Think of a resume as a story, you know? Like it's, it's gonna be, a, a resume is like this sliver of your career story because you are so complex and so multi-passionate and multi-talented that no single piece of paper is ever going to be able to like showcase all that, but it is going to showcase like a little sliver of what you're good at so that you can show it to like the employer and be like, Hey, this is how this little sliver. Um, and of course, like, you know, your impacts are going to be like big and, and small and medium and everywhere in between. Um, but I'm talking about like a little sliver in terms of like 
your identity goes beyond what you do for work. So that's what I mean by little sliver. Um, but you're showing with your resume. And again, it's like one to two pages. It is very much a little sliver. It's like, hey, this is how I can be the solution to your problems. This is how I can solve your business needs. So step one in like in this process of like sticking, um, you know, like picking a job title and sticking to it, you have to fix your resume. You have to tailor it to the job title that you are looking for. And this is why, like, this is why people say like, oh, make sure you tailor your resume to the role. But what ends up happening is that if you're following that advice and then you're applying to like five or six different types of jobs, then you're going to be tailoring your resume to a job like all the live long day. You know, like people have told me that they take like three hours or five hours to apply to a job. Actually, in my previous like two jobs ago, somebody said like, oh, I can apply to like one job a month because it's taken me so long to apply to jobs. I was like, what? Um, so just this way, when you choose one job title and you stick to it, you are actually going to be able to apply to so many more jobs faster and without burning out because you're going to see, oh, look, this is the job title that I'm looking for. Apply, excuse me, apply it and you can submit the resume. Maybe you'll do like one or two tweaks, um, but that's it. You know, you're not going to be spending like three hours redoing your resume, you know, like even though you had in one resume highlighted all of like your racial equity work, then you're not going to have to go and change it again for all of like your social impact work or for all of your like event planning, coordinating, you know, or for all your like social media management or for all like your community partnership liaisons. Like all of that takes so much work. And this is why people burn out in their job search because they're applying to too many different types of roles. So if you want to get a job, pick one job title and stick to it. Now, of course, it's not just going to be like an arbitrary job title. This is why this is step three and not step one. Um, in step two, you've already been talking to people in those fields and you're asking for help and you're kind of understanding where you are, like what career um, is best suited, you know, like for your transferable skills and what um, level of experience you have. So uh, uh, when I was leaving my uh, my time in higher ed, I applied to like all sorts of ridiculous jobs. Well, I mean, the jobs were not ridiculous, but I was being ridiculous in the fact that like I was applying to everything, like throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. You know what stuck? A DEI job, <laughs> because that is what I actually wanted. But I was spending all this time distracted like elsewhere. Um I remember I applied, I applied to be like the vice president of the ACLU, which is like the American Civil, Civil Liberties Union, which is like this huge, large organization that's been around for like a hundred years. And I applied to be vice president of their Miami chapter. Like, I mean, there's a difference between like shooting your shot and just being like completely out of touch with reality. So I was out of touch with reality. And I always think about that because I saw like, I saw on the news who got that job. Like this was literally a job that is reported in the news. Um, and it was somebody who had been like district attorney for the state of Florida and who had been like practicing law for like 30 years. So I always kind of like laugh a little bit when I think about that. But I also, you know, like I have a lot of grace with myself and I think kindly of that person because clearly I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I was so out of touch with reality. Like I had no... I had, 
I mean, like I had no business applying to that job. Um, and yet I did. And, you know, and I'm grateful because it was actually the first job that I applied to that was like, yeah, I need to like get out of here. I need to get a new job. Um, so that's what kind of got the ball rolling. Um, but yeah, I was very, very much out of touch with reality. So when I tell you, pick a job title and stick to it, make sure that this is stuck to the research that you did in step two of um, of this series. Like, and you can hear more of that on part two. So pick a job title and, and stick to it. And now tailor your resume for that job. This part, I'm going to be honest, this part is going to take quite a bit of like effort. This might be the single hardest part of this job search. Um, you know, especially when you don't know where to begin, like not even figuring out what you're good at, not even figuring out what your, you know, like what these jobs um, are that can pay for those skills, not talking to 15 new people, not pick, not sticking to one. It is this part that is going to take the most work. Um, and I know from personal experience, and this is tailoring your resume to fit that role. Your resume is a very, very important tool. And especially if you're transitioning industries, it's almost like you're translating your resume into a whole new language. And that can be exhausting. And so like I've translated documents in the past and yeah, it's work. And let me tell you, translating my resume was like way more challenging for me than translating um, like actual documents into like different language, English and Spanish, Spanish back to English, like translating this one resume from like DEI into like this new hard pivot into customer facing roles, like using those terms was like a, it was a it was a, an exercise in translating. It was actually more challenging. Um, so just know that like if you're having like a little bit of challenge, if you're having some challenges in this, um, doing this, it is uh, first of all it's normal. You're not alone, and you don't have to do it alone. You know you can ask for help. You can you know like I'm obviously like I'm a career coach. I help people with their resumes all the time. Like I help you translate your skills into like the industry terms that you're looking for, so that you can make that career pivot for yourself. And if you did step two, you now have a network of people who are in that field who, again, if you did step two correctly and you're following up and you're actually building those relationships, and then right now, those people would probably be more than happy to help you in your resume. They'd be more than happy to like help you understand what you're looking for. Um, so yeah, so when you're translating this resume, um, what you want to do is like highlight the transferable skills and make sure that you have like a story for each of those transferable skills and you are using the correct vocabulary. So I'll give you an example from higher ed because this is something that I used to have in my resume all the time. Um, you know, like going from one higher ed job to another higher ed job, if I talk about like faculty, staff and community partners, somebody else in higher ed knew immediately who I was talking about. But when I was leaving higher ed and I was talking about like faculty, staff, office of the president, community partners, they were like, what even is that? Are just like teachers, you know? So I had to change that. It's like, yes, I collaborated with like the office of the president, but that what, what I had to write in my resume was collaborated with executive leadership, with campus executive leadership, because those are the vocabulary that recruiters are looking for. Because remember, you are an expert in your experience, 
nobody else is. And as a recruiter, as a hiring manager, their job is to fill the role and to find someone that is going to deliver the business results that they're looking for. Their job isn't to like, to get to know you and try to help you like translate. Like it's, it's just unfortunately not how it works. You have to use the vocabulary that they are using so that they know that you have the transferable skills. So this is, so again, just like heads up, this translating your resume part might be the most challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Um, and then of course you can also ask ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, translate this bullet point from my resume to optimize it for a job in the private sector, but not just for the job in the private sector, the job that you have decided. Um, so that's very much like a key thing, um, a step in this process. So fix your resume, um, then make sure that you turn off all of the other job alerts that you have that are not for that job title. Because what that does is just that it creates a lot of noise, you know? So like just turn off all those distractions and then turn on job alerts with that specific job title. Let me say that again. Turn on job alerts only for the specific job title you have decided to apply for. Remember, part three of getting a job when you don't know where to begin is to pick a job title and stick to it. I'm just going to say it again. Pick a job title and stick to it. Set your job alerts only for that job title. Everything else is noise. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else is what is making you tired without you making actually any work. So like with any progress, like all of that is just busy work. So please, 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 please hear the sound of my voice. Hear the words that I'm saying. Pick a job title and stick to it. Turn off all other job alerts and only keep on the job alerts for the job title that you are applying for. And I promise you, this is going to create so much freedom in your mind. It's going to create so much peace. You're going to stop making all these micro decisions of like, oh, I like this job. Like, should I do it? Okay. Like when have I done that? Um, all right. Yeah. I think I've done that in a few jobs, you know, like all of these micro decisions that happen when you're applying to like 10 different kinds of jobs or when you're really not really clear what you're doing. All of that is what creates burnout. All of that is what like has you spinning on this hamster wheel when you're not making any progress. So trust me, this is going to um, quiet down the mind drama, mind drama. All right, let's see. So we do have a question. Um, I'm working in IT and the challenge is that every role requires a very wide and diverse skill set. So thank you so much for that question. Um, I'm actually going to challenge you um, because then you're not being specific enough. I actually had a call with my client with a client yesterday and she said the most amazing thing. She's so badass. She said, um, first I asked myself, can I do this? And the answer is usually yes, because I can do most things. And I was like, hell yes, you can do most things. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Like I was just so proud of her for like her strong belief in herself. And I'm like, absolutely. Yes, you can do most things. Um, so now I'm talking to you, the listener, you can probably do most things too. And now this specific question, um, you know, like a very wide and diverse skill set. What I want to say to you is you're not being specific enough you got to be more specific. 
um, even if, you know, like, and I'm not super familiar with IT. So like, even if it says, you know, like even again, like the role program manager, that might be one of those. You can, you type in program manager and you can have like a hundred completely different job descriptions pop up. Um, but you want to be extremely selective in like your filters, in the type of company, in the type of like IT system admin that you're doing, you know, like, are you managing um, IT for um, by industry? Like, are you managing it for like a, a workforce? Are you managing managing it for like customers? Are you managing it for students? Are you managing it for an enterprise size organization? Are you managing it for, you know, like there's just so many other filters that you can be like narrowed down and be much more specific and um, in terms of the skills so this is like for everyone when you're fixing your resume look at all the job descriptions of like that specific job title that you're looking for and identify like six or seven core skills that that is required and then create your functional resume so I'm actually going to link in the show notes in um I'm going to link the live that I did a few weeks ago about how to create a functional resume. And then I'm also going to link a podcast episode that I did about a month or two ago on how to use chat GPT to hack your resume and to highlight the transferable skills in your, um, in your resume. Because what you want to do right now, especially if you're transitioning industries is have a functional resume that speaks to those skills and that uses that vocabulary. So even if you can have like a wide and diverse skill set, you're still going to like be able to identify, oh yeah, like these are the five or six core skills. They're highlighted in my functional resume. Ain't nobody can tell me that I don't have this experience. You know that you have the experience and you're showcasing that in your resume. Remember your resume is a storytelling tool. So that's the first thing, you know, like fix your resume and then like fix all the job alerts. And then like the benefits of this is that it's freeing up mind drama. Um, another super important benefit is that as you're talking to other people, they know what you are looking for and they can provide that help. Like it is just so, so, so clear. Like, you know, talk to people, tell them you're looking to, for jobs. They're going to, you know, like most people are helpful. They might, you know, start sending you, sending you jobs. And that is so great. And when you tell them, hey, I'm looking for this specific job title, then that is, again, a filter in their mind. They're like, okay, Fulanita is looking for X, Y, and Z. If I see that job, I'm going to send that to her immediately. Bam. And that is so powerful for you because like when you're like having these relationships with people, like make it easy for them to help you. And the way that you can make it easy for them to help you is that you are clear on what your next steps are. And so that way they can send you this job title. So maybe they can introduce you to someone in that field or you just, you never know. But if you are unclear about what your next steps are, you're never going to know when you know what your next steps are. It makes it so much easier. Um, not just for yourself, but for other people to help you. And then this is what's going to um, help you apply to more jobs in less time because you're not going to be wasting time every single time that you see a job, like redoing your resume or like trying to come up with new examples. No, you already have the examples. You already have the functional skills. You know what your next step is. You know how to showcase that. You're submitting those job applications. You're not, um, you're not burning out. Um, 
And then, of course, you know, like building community, remember part two is all about like talking to people in those fields. Like once you have like narrowed it down, it's okay to circle back and say, hey, I decided I'm going to pursue like this kind of experience. Is it okay if I see a job in the company that you work for? Is it okay if I ask for a reference? Like that's totally fine. Um, so yeah, like you got to up your asking for a reference game. Um, so that is the third step. Um, and this is actually the last part of the series. So it has been so, so, so much fun. Thank you so much all for coming. Um, I really loved answering your questions. So as a recap, remember, if you are trying to get a job and you don't know where to start, watch all three parts of the series. Part one is all about figuring out what you're good at and how to get paid for it. Step two is exploring those roles and talking to people who currently are in those fields. And step three, this is this time, it is choosing a job title and sticking to it. Um, and if you have found this helpful, I want to let you know that I am accepting new clients still for 2023. Um, so work together inside my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. We meet weekly and we go over where you are like getting stuck. We have a customized plan for you. And like, as you're doing all of this, a lot of like your limiting beliefs are going to rise to the surface and are going to try to stop you. But inside one-on-one -on -one coaching, we face those beliefs and we rewrite them and we create a strategy that is going to help you build that amazing belief. Like my client who can say, I can do most things. Hell yeah, she can. And you can too. All right. Like another, um, another example that I'm, I'm thinking of is I had um, a client earlier this year who in like the very first few calls, she was like, I hate interviewing. I have to like, feel like I, I am being fake and I hate it. And I just want to be myself. So that was like the, the limiting belief that came up for her is that she felt that she couldn't get a job and be herself at the same time. And then, um, after we started coaching, so like we, when we, you know, uh, finished our, our time coaching together, she was actively interviewing for jobs and she messaged me afterwards and she was like, Carla, I went on this job interview and like, honestly, like it was so chill. It was so long vibe. Um, I can take it or leave it. I got invited to the next steps. Um, and I was like myself and I was like, oh my gosh, do you remember on our second call when you said, I feel like I can't get a job and be myself. And now here you are four months later telling me. I was myself at this job interview. Like I just, it was such an amazing transformation. And this specific client, I'm actually going to invite her back on the podcast um, because she has gotten like $34,000 in salary increases um, in 16 months. And it has been through a combination of like the different strategies that we have worked on together inside my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And then like some of the implementation that she has um, done for herself, you know, like even after we finished coaching. So um, I'm just, I am such a huge believer in the power of coaching. And I am such a huge believer in the fact that all of us who are, you know, like first gen professionals, who are Latinas, who are children of immigrants, like we deserve to make more money. All right. Like inflation ain't no joke. And they, it is a tool to oppress people. And we can make such a big impact when we have the emotional freedom to take care of ourselves and to take care of the people that we love. And you can do that by having a higher earning job. That's why I'm a huge advocate of job hopping to six figures. And remember, job hopping isn't necessarily an action. It is an identity. It is changing your approach to work. So I want to invite you to book a call with me. We'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about, you know, like what you're struggling and we'll come up with a plan. And, you know, you can ask me any questions about coaching and 
and you know we'll see if this is the right move for you um and if you have enjoyed this um this three-part series you know i'd appreciate it if you could leave a rating on apple or a review on spotify or you know rating review apple spotify or share it with a friend and tag me at carla the first gen coach and remember i am only a dm away thank you so much see you next time bye bye before we wrap up today, I want to remind you to download your free resume template and guide. This resume template is designed to help first-gen professionals like you showcase your strengths, your leadership experience, and tell a powerful story. So if you are ready to make bold career moves, download your free resume template and guide at thefirstgencoach.com resume.